0: Chapter 25. Behind the door labeled 2B, there was a room, and in this room there were two comfy chairs, a large comfy bed, a small wooden vanity, a dresser, a side table, and another door off to the right. It was a squashed little space, but it smelled of lavender and gave off a homey sense.
1: It's not a mansion, but it's home.
0: Silverbell's father ushered them all in proudly.
1: Like we said, it did used to just be a dressing room.
0: Feel free to sit anywhere you can. Her mother allowed kindly as she walked over to the vanity. Hot tea, anyone? She offered, picking up a little blue kettle. Sure, Silverbell said. Not certain what she did or didn't want now that suddenly she had everything she had ever been looking for. Hot tea, you guys? She said, looking to her friends. Sure. Said Louis with a polite nod. Sure. Said Tico with a gracious smile. I'm all right. Said Poem, eyeing the room skeptically. Thank you. Very well. Five cups, then. And Silverbell's mother set to work on making five cups of tea. It was warm and tasty and comforted their stomachs and made them all quite sleepy.
1: You must all be quite sleepy.
0: Silverbell's father guessed quite correctly.
1: We are. We are.
0: Louis assured him.
1: We haven't gotten a lot of sleep and definitely not any
0: good sleep. Oh, goodness. Silverbell's mother was quite distraught. We'd hope to talk with you, for we have so many questions about what's been happening and where you've been. You do? Silverbell had always been so busy wondering about her parents, she had never really taken the time to think that they could possibly have been wondering about her.
1: Of course.
0: Her father seemed quite shocked that she could have thought otherwise.
1: As I'm sure you have many, many questions for us. More than you could possibly know.
0: Tico practically screamed at them, reeling from the excitement, and probably all of the sugar cubes in his tea as well. We don't doubt it. Silverbell's mother smiled on the four children before her, of whom three were smiling back, for Poem was looking about the room quite warily, as if the walls were about to cave in at any moment. But such things are long-winded and heavy on the heart, so maybe we should wait until morning.
1: Maybe we should.
0: Louis agreed, taking a long and luxurious yawn that made Silverbell and her parents giggle.
1: Oh, it breaks my heart to think of what you all have gone through.
0: Silverbell's father bemoaned. But at least you're not going through it anymore. Her mother sighed with relief. Come, right this way. We have a room waiting just for you.
1: Well, really, it's a room waiting just for Silverbell.
0: Her father explained.
1: But you three are, of course, welcome to share it. After all you've done to help our little Bean.
0: Silverbell's father pulled his daughter into a heavy inviting hug, while her mother ran over and hugged the other three all at once so they wouldn't feel left out. The room that was waiting for them, or more specifically the room that was waiting for Silverbell, but was where her three friends would sleep for the night, was just through the door by the comfy chairs in the cramped living bedroom where they had just had their tea. It was smaller than the outer room, and probably had been a really spacious closet back when this had been a dressing room and not a home. There was a bed that would fit two of them, and a carpeted floor that would fit the other two, and from the ceiling on little strings hung sparkly little starlights. Here you are, Silverbell her mother said, after she had taken a step inside. I have a nice nightgown waiting just for you. She offered her daughter a white nightgown with round, friendly polka dots that were soft between Silverbell's fingers, and sure to be softer once she put it on. Sorry we don't have any pajamas for you lot. We weren't expecting company.
1: But we do have extra blankets.
0: Silverbell's father showered down upon them multiple quilts and pillows until the whole floor of the room was a comfy, plushy mess. Once Silverbell went and changed into her nightgown in the bathroom down the hall from their little apartment, she found that her friends were settling in nicely to the cozy little room, and that her parents were having a rather splendid time settling them all in. Silverbell and Louie, being the smallest, were designated to the bed, while Tico and Poem, being the tallest, got the floor.
1: Good night, Tico. We are so glad you're here,
0: said Silverbell's father to the boy on the floor. Good night, Poem. We are so glad you're here said Silverbell's mother to the girl on the floor.
1: Good night, Louis. We are so glad you're here,
0: said her father to the boy in the bed. Good night, Silverbell, said her mother to the girl who had not yet made it back to her bed.
1: Oh, we are so happy to have you here,
0: her father whispered to Silverbell, as if it were a secret just for them to have forever and always. Never to let you go again. Her mother smiled down at her daughter, and Silverbell hoped that this was a forever kind of promise. They both kissed her on the cheek and patted her hair lovingly and left their daughter to bed, turning off all the starlights but one so that a soft nightlight was all that was left illuminating the four friends. Can you believe this? Silverbell said, still brimming over with joy, her body shaking, her mind racing.
1: Not really. I think I might believe it in the morning when I wake up from a dream and realize that this wasn't a dream after all.
0: Tico was splayed out on the floor flat, as if he had been run over by a government bore, quite thoroughly run over by excitement. Or maybe I'm dreaming now. Is this a dream? It's not a dream. This whole time, Poem had been not particularly happy or particularly sad, but instead had been a little bit odd, just a little off, since they had walked through the door. But it is odd, don't you think? Odd? Silverbell said defensively, as she sat down on the edge of her bed. What do you mean, odd? Everything's perfect! Yes, and isn't it kind of odd that everything's perfect? Poem asked. What? No! Why would that be odd? Silverbell asked in return, starting to grow angry. You're odd! I mean no offense. Poem sat herself down cross-legged next to Tico on the floor, quite pensive, quite in thought. I just wonder if it's such a perfect world... Why wouldn't my mother have brought her family here? Why did she choose to risk it all out in the real world and lose? I don't know. Have you considered that she maybe wasn't very smart? Silverbell tensed so tight she thought she might explode. Whoa, Silverbell. Louis said, shocked at how mean Silverbell had gotten so quickly. For your information, Silverbell, I had not considered that. Poem snapped back, not about to be walked over. I'll just ask my father tomorrow.
1: You're going to leave?
0: Louis looked to her in utter shock. The idea is so perfectly horrifying to him. Of course I'm going to leave. I don't live here. Poem almost laughed. The idea is so perfectly absurd to her. Aren't we all going to leave? Wasn't that our plan to bring music back to the world? The real world that exists beyond these walls? You might recall it as being very terrible.
1: I mean, I guess that was our plan.
0: Louis said with a shrug.
1: But it sure does seem better here. Almost perfect.
0: He looked to Silverbell with a half-smile though there was something in his expression that said he was conflicted by this term. Then great, that's settled. It's perfect here, Silverbell stated definitively. My parents are here. My memories are back. It's great. It's perfect. All right, Silverbell, Poem said so blankly and blandly, it was impossible to know what she meant or how she felt. If you don't want to be here, you can leave, Silverbell told her as she climbed into bed beside Louie. There was a long silence between everyone in the room, And Silverbell was ready to let herself fall asleep when Poem added one last comment to the fray. I intend to, promised Poem.